for the touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Sexy? It's totally sexy. <laughs> Tonight on the show, we are talking Valentine Bluffs. Lots of Canadian accents, and my second favorite slasher film of all time, it is the 1981 classic My Bloody Valentine. And tonight, I am joined by my significant other and best friend, Slinky Jallo. Be my bloody Valentine. <laughs> and we're talking about this movie. Um, okay, so... You were late to the party on this one as well, just like I was. So tell me when you actually first watched this. Okay, I I was <clears throat> I was way late to the party. Um, I didn't see this until 2007, and um, it was one of those things where I had read so much goodness about this movie and how hey, if you like Canuck exploitation, that's a that's a thing. Uh, you'll really dig this flick about a scary guy in a minor outfit, which is effing terrifying it's anyway i saw it at walmart for five bucks and i bought it now how old were you uh 27 oh my god yeah you were super late to the party to the party way late because i think i was oh jesus if i had to hazard a guess i would say i was between 14 and 15 and i rented it at the advice of my brother because my brother said that the ending really freaked him out yeah no the ending of this one's really good this is one of those slasher flicks where it's uh I think you and I talked about this. I, I consider this one a litmus test, almost, where it's like, oh, do you like horror movies? Have you seen My Bloody Valentine? Oh, you haven't? Fuck out of here. And apparently there's a band that takes its name from this? I th- Yeah, yeah. It's, they're called My Bloody Valentine, I think. And I was like, whoa, any, any connection? No, no connection whatsoever. Wait, no? No, as far as I know. I know they had a song on the radio, which was weird because it was around the time I saw the movie. So that was kind of strange, but there's a band called My Bloody Valentine. They're like a British metal band. Oh my god, I had no idea. No, I totally thought that they stole their name from this movie. They, from what I gather, there's no like affiliation. Like their posters for their tours and shit don't look like cool My Bloody Valentine posters. So whatever, My Bloody Valentine. I, yes, it's I a great, it it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so you were 27. I was probably like between 15 and 16 or whatever, and I saw it on video. And I remember, yeah, the ending definitely stuck with me. But I instantly fell in love with the movie, though. Like from the first viewing of watching it, I was like, oh, there is one more way to break your heart. Yeah. And, oh, great tagline. I love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was funny because the the version that I saw anyway was this VHS version, and it was. It was uh, truncated, right? In comparison to the version that we just watched. Wildly edited. Because there's a lot of good stuff, like for gorehounds and uh, special effects nerds, like you and I uh, went to the Tom Savini school. So seeing the effects in the movie was awesome. Like one of the best scenes in the movie, I think, is the dryer kill. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll definitely. We will get to that. Uh, We will get to that. So. Yeah, my bloody Valentine. Uh, just as Slink explained, it is a Canucksploitation, uh, which was a Canadian tax shelter film, and um, it, uh, directed by George Mahaka. And it's a really 
awesome slasher movie. It's a very simple premise, which is that there is a killer running around in a minor outfit, stalking, uh, I would say, young adults. I'm not going to say teens because they all work in a mine. Yeah, and they all look in their 40s. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's they, they must have been in their early 20s when Harry got stuck in the mine. One of the things about this movie that I love is it's a slasher flick. It has its own built-in lore. You don't need to see anything established to set up like, oh, why is the lady with a hook hand going after the kids on the bus? We don't need to see that shit. It's explained. There was a cave-in in the Hanager mine, and oh, he got out. No parties, kids, or old man Hanager's going to come down here and mine pickaxe you. Um, but it's got built-in lore. It's all set up. Then it just turns into you fucking kids. Yeah, yeah. It's like we we kind of like start the movie off with a bang, literally. Um, there is. Oh, I see what you did there. I see. Yes. Nothing. Thank yeah. you for that. Um, there's actually a, a guy and a girl uh, who are going to basically have sex in a mine, which, you know, I mean, hey. Apparently there was a break in at the Hanager mine. Oh, right. Yes, because you have the uh, novelization of this movie. Do you not? Yes. because this, Who got that for you? This really hot chick who does podcasts with me and uh, lets me call her my girlfriend. Um, I hear she's quite lovely. She's my muse and my inspiration for everything. Um, yeah, she is quite lovely. Uh, yeah, she was awesome and found the novelization by Armando Munoz. I said that all jacked up. Uh it's a good read so far. You literally have gotten to there's been a break there's been a break in at the Hanager mine and we know that the 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 female miner at the very beginning of this movie is named Stella. Yeah, she is a female miner. Um she's rough, bro. Made yeah. a few poor decisions. A little uh truck stop waitress on an oil rig and yeah. her name is Stella. Stella. Of course it's Stella. Stella. Stella has a heart-shaped tattoo on her titty. Mm -hmm. uh, really like a really warped looking tattoo too. Like a very rough, rough, rough tattoo. I don't mean no harm. Yeah. One of those types of tattoos. And uh, she, she proceeds to caress the rebreather of her male yes. uh, partner yeah. like it's a cock. Very phallic. Uh, gesturing going on with the the who the Hoover hose. It looks like it looks like she's molesting a vacuum cleaner. And then like he basically you sees breathing. Yes, too, the like. the breathing the the breathing definitely like he's uh, with it. Yo, he's with it. intensifies right. And it, then he grabs her and impales her on a pickaxe. Pick yeah, it's a yeah. minor pickaxe. So if you are watching. The streaming version or the version that is on uh, that is on Max or if you're watching anything like that, you are going to miss a lot. Of, well, most of the gore, because a lot of this stuff was severely cut out. Uh, we are lucky enough that we have the Blu-ray as well as apparently several DVD copies of this movie. Yeah, each of us had like five copies of this movie. and <laughs> It's really funny. It's really fun. Well, it shows you how much we love it because we're just like, oh, I forgot I have it or I'll get that. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got to go buy it again. Yeah. Right? I need the version with April Fool's Day. God damn it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, there has to be something like that. Yeah. So uh, so so we we strongly suggest that if you are going to watch this movie for the first time or or you're going to give this movie a second shot because perhaps you watched it the first time and you thought it was boring or stupid or lame or any of those things. 
please go out and get yourself either the Blu-ray or the DVD with what's referred to as the uncut version. Yes, the uncut, director's cut, whatever, who be who. Uh, yeah. The good, good. Because you'll be missing a lot of gore if not. Uh, so next uh, we see a bunch of miners run out of the mine and into the shower. Yeah, I, I wasn't even aware that miners had a shower thing happening in there which looks like the start of a lot of bad films yeah um it's just, yeah it's a lot of it does it's a it's a group it's a group male shower scene and everyone is very excited and very canadian yes very let the good times roll yeah. um the thing about it is that's the most pg locker room talk i've ever heard <laughs> and i've been in a football locker room i've been in a in a kitchen locker room oh. which is the worst of the worst which i'm sure is probably really dirty there are some things you can't unhear and unsee and that's 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 like one of the eighth or ninth circles of hell is the kitchen locker room of <laughs> uh, the just amount of detritus that comes out of people's mouths in there um but the thing is it's the, they show like the minor locker room brr, at the Hanager mine where the miners go and it's the most pg shit ever it's like yeah. merman pop i'm a merman like that yeah it's it's like it's like it's gonna it's be a, a my my personal favorite is it's gonna be a hot time on saturday night woo, woo. and then the woohoos yeah it's very rough like it should have just been that should have been a 38 special song and then it was like banjo biggity get back at the banjo uh, yeah. yeah then the music changes as if to say as if when, right when when the canadian when the canadian producers were trying to come up with things they said you know what american teens like weird country music is this what the kids want that clickety clackety banjo i myself have lived uh, quite a few places in the southeast i still don't speak banjo so that's that's the thing with me it's kind of awful so Wow. Uh, no, it didn't. It didn't. They can't all be gems, honey. I know. Can yeah. can some of them? Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So everyone assembles into the local union hall where they're preparing for a Valentine's uh, dance. dance. Actually, they're yeah. preparing for a Valentine's dance. So we Did meet. We that Harry Warren won our thing? No, because we haven't gotten to that point yet. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're having a dance. Right. The. The uh, the the um, the exposition fairy has not arrived. That's right. That's right. All right. In the form of the mayor or the sheriff. Okay, so we get to meet our our crew. There's a lot of people here, but my favorite and the reason I absolutely love this movie so much is that my favorite couple in the history of horror mm-hmm. is 100% Hollis. And Patty, that is Hollis, who is just a big old teddy bear, and Patty, his adorable, loving, loyal to a fault girlfriend. Yeah, she's she's definitely uh, got his six, bro. She's like, I'm not leaving without him. Yeah, Patty's great. Hollis is great. We meet uh, in oh, and John and uh, Sylvia. John is I don't know if Sylvia is just like four foot nine or what, but he literally picks her up by her face. Yeah, because then he says that in the thing. He's like, well, that was foreshadowing to, to what happens to her. Because he does. He picks her up by her head and, like, slings her around like she's a Pringles can. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, he definitely does. Those Canucks are sturdy guys. And then, oh, we meet uh, we meet our resident uh, prankster. Uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? Happy? No. 
No. Punchable face guy? Alf. Howard. It's Howard. Howard. We meet Howard. Howard Howard proceeds to perform a uh, practical joke and scare the... um, the, the resident laundrette owner, Mabel. 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 Uh, and then we meet Don Franks as the sheriff. Chief Newbie. Chief Newbie. What a great name. For great a name for a sheriff. Was, I thought the killer the entire fucking movie. Yes, actually, you thought, you did. You thought that he was, you, he was giving you Prowler vibes. Prowler vibes. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good for another headshot, you know, Chief yeah. Newbie. But I was like, that's such a great name to not be. So then, uh, so Howard gives a, says that there's a heart-shaped box, uh, not a vagina, Nirvana fans. There it is. Yeah. Has, um, has arrived and it's for the chief. So the chief. Somebody left it here and we don't know who. The mayor. It's actually for the mayor. The mayor and the chief apparently just hang out. Like that's a thing. They're fucking old chums. We also learn in this time is that the mayor's son, TJ, has recently returned to town um, <laughs> after deciding he's going to uh, go, out go, go out west. Find his fortune, eh? Yeah, find his fortune. We don't really know and where he's he... covered wagon with the wooden spokes. Right. We don't really know where he went, but apparently he, he fucked, it up. fucked it up and he had to... It had to come back and get a job in the mine yeah. uh, in the in Mayor Hanniger's mine. mine. So the, the mayor's TJ. Kid. No special case, TJ. Hanniger. <clears throat> And one of the things that TJ has found is upon returning that his girlfriend, Sarah, has taken up with his, well, he's not his, he was never his best friend. I think that they knew each other because of the mind, but they weren't actually best friends. His friend, Axel. 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 Played by Neil Affleck. No relation. No, no. But he's got the he's got my favorite accent in the entire flick, I think. Oh, yeah. No, Axel. Axel has the most beautiful like his canadian accent is borderline it, it borderlines on irish yes it borderlines on- <laughs> so <laughs> that sorry about that honey i wasn't expecting that, that was I, it really does that um was good. It was good. so howard delivers this heart-shaped box to uh the mayor and the mayor opens it in the car and finds a human heart. Dun, 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. And says, it can't be happening again. Oh, my God. It can't be, no. And we still don't really know what's actually happening, by the yeah, way. Just see a note written in crayon. Nope. And then we cut to uh, the bar, which is called The Cage, where Hollis and Axel are playing the Bishop Knight game from Aliens. Plural. Officially. Officially, yeah. which is funny because if you think about it, this movie came out in 1981, and Honey, Aliens came out in 1986. Ooh, beautiful! Well, I'm no mathematicianal guy, but uh, <laughs> methinks this should get the proper recognition. Yeah, because this is where the knife game started, which yeah. is basically where two idiots uh, proceed to stab to try to stab each other by putting their hands down on a uh, table and just move a knife back and forth until someone gets stabbed like the idiot males that they are. Like Axel does. Yeah. The Axel gets stabbed. Gorgeous rubber hands on the table. Like they're just glistening and all their, they are, they are quite rubbery. Yeah. Yeah. Even when Axel takes the fucking hit in his finger, it's like, (laughs) 
latex hand because yeah. the whole tip like sings it, off. It is very uh, latexy. This bar is a really good opportunity for Happy the bartender to play Exposition Fairy and He's tell us. Harbinger before there was a Harbinger. And tell us, yes. you know, Crazy Ralph style. Yeah, no, that's right. I don't know why I said that. Exactly why there is a lore and what the lore is. And I'm going to allow you me to give my botched fucking recollection absolutely okay apparently the two guys in the hanukkah mine didn't release the methane gas build up switch thingamaroo so when it exploded it trapped harry and like four other guys in the mine well they were down there so long harry said fuck i'll try this cannibal shit and i'll eat the other guys while we're down there and that's what he did to live and when he got out of the mine he went cray cray because he was like you guys are still having a fucking dance not on my watch so harry went and wardened him up and killed, and killed two supervisors. Two supervisors, the ones that didn't let out the methane. And then took their hearts. And then took their hearts and put them in boxes and left the them at the dance on the table with the blood. Because remember, they did like five takes because the blood was all different shades of dry and. Union. They're on a union break. Pretty amazing. Um, actually, Canadians make the best fucking slasher flicks. Yeah, no, they absolutely do. Um, this, this, this flashback, the the way that it's shot and the colors that they use and the sort of the the i would say like the the vaseline on the lens that we get with the original prom night yeah, yeah. Uh, is very prowler yes no that's what i mean prowler vibes all day mm. and i just love the fact that harry warden is eating an arm yeah they because that's what that was that's cool about watching the version we did because you can tell the added scenes were put in because they weren't like refinished with the rest of the film they were like so you can tell because the film stock changes real quick. And you're like, uh-oh, we're going to see some cool shit. So him with the, the arm like in his mouth, we didn't see that before. We saw the, ah! Yeah, like, that, exactly. <laughs> That's what, it's funny that Slink brings this up because that was when you watch the original version yeah, before yeah. we got all the uncut stuff restored. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's all you see is just a dude in a fucking cave going, ah! Yeah, and with it's his head with his head poking through, and that's all you see. And yeah. it's like, well, what the fuck, bro? But in Harry cut, but the uncut version has him yeah. actually having cannibalized and eaten. And I think it's his friends. Yes, I think it's necessary exposition because it, it explains it. Obviously, visual medium, huh? um, through through real real short snippets with what happened. Like, yeah, it's graphic to see him with a leg in his fucking mouth or an arm, but. The MPAA, come on, you guys, like, who's a, who, who should got a blow to get you guys to let this stuff slide? Seriously, it's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, like, for so many years, we didn't have the, we really didn't have the uncut version of Friday the 13th Part 2. We didn't have My Bloody Valentine. There was a lot of things that were, quote, left on the cutting room floor, floor which is, the and then the video nasties over in the UK didn't help shit either. No. Because there's, like, 18 versions of Zombie because of that shit so you know then you never knew what version you were renting from the store eh, whatever we can go on that's a whole nother discussion so then we flash we're, we're, we're back in the uh, modern days at the bar and we are treated to the world's most inappropriate song about a waitress oh yeah it's very wicker man uh, the landlord's daughter it's like oh Harriet yeah Harriet who is who, who hadn't been robbed of her cherry yet yeah <laughs> But if you say it real fast, it sounds like you said chariot. Like, Which it's funny because I was yesterday years old before I realized that it said hadn't been robbed of her cherry yet. Yeah, not it's not. I know. I was like, oh, chariot. Is that what the Canadians call virginity? Yeah. Uh, 
wrapped in some flannel. Yeah, it was wild. With it a was maple syrup kiss on it. It was. <laughs> it's it's really wild. But yeah, no. um, every every old school bar like that run by uh, the harbor master from the Wicker Man. Um, yeah, they have a they have a dirty song about a girl in the village. Yeah, it's really it, and what's funny is this girl had her reaction to this incredibly offensive song about herself is like, "Oh, fellas, like she's just totally yeah, you like got, you, you guys." guys. Oh, oh. Boys are so silly. Oh, with your penises. Oh, Canadians, yeah. it's so silly. A? Um, a um, next we uh we we meet the the girl that the two men have been who are kind of pining away for uh sarah who has great cheekbones and hair and kind of looks like i think as you put her claire forlani's mom mom yeah i could totally see her dropping claire forlani because she's got forlani lips well she has it's not that she has those forlani cheekbones where like the bottom half of her face looks like a porcelain doll where it's just like huh yeah, no, she does. She has a cup, Cupid's bow of a mouth. There you go, Cupid's bow. Yeah. That's, that's right on the <clears throat> yeah. So um, they take the heart that they got in the heart-shaped box down to <laughs> down to the coroner. I guess. A very a very heavy coroner. Uh, the, the one who's overworked in Valentine Bluffs. Yeah, and he says, um, he's like, it's a woman's heart. Age 30. What's going on over there in Valentine Bluffs? And they're like, Harry Warden's back. And they're like, and then he goes, Harry Warden, gosh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, back when he was like fi- fucking 15. So many fucking accents on the table. Yeah. Let me just say that. Oh, yeah. So many Canadian well, accents. Got the Nova Scotia, and yeah. then you got the Newfoundland. It's wild, dude. It is totally, <laughs> totally, totally wild. So, uh, so we cut to Mabel, who is this like really adorable older lady who has a thing for them. She has a thing for Chief Newbie, and yeah, she owns a laundromat. And it's her basic wish that this dance go on. So she's doing all of this for quote Mabel, the kids, and yeah. by kids we mean people in their thirties, in their thirties and forties. I mean, and like kids actually, I, uh, Mabel's like just got her fucking heart set on this dance. Like oh, oh, oh boys, like sorry Mabel, <laughs> sorry Mabel. Yeah, I mean, and it, it seems like everybody really, like, looks to her like she's the motherly figure of the town. Um, she's probably the only older... I was just noticing that, that she's actually the only older woman character in this yeah. whole fucking movie. She was... Pro- I, I, I want to say she was answering the phones when, right. the, when the Meiniger disaster happened. A lot of dudes in this movie. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Eh? Yeah, a lot of dudes. Yeah. So what happens next is uh, is is actually quite sad. So Mabel Mabel goes to the laundromat and you know she opens up a, a Valentine for herself and it says roses are red, violets are blue, one is dead, and so, so are you, Mabel. And one of the things that um, that Slink actually pointed out to me, which I really love about this movie, and I also love it about The Prowler, and I love it about Curtains, yes. is the uh, is really the spitefulness. the spitefulness of this movie. There's like there's slasher flicks, and then there's like spiteful slasher flicks, and you're just like, ooh, where the killer took great pleasure in murdering this person. In the method in which they did, yeah, it's very, it's 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 very harsh. Like, because yeah. the killer actually grabs Mabel by the hair and pulls her back through a curtain. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty graphic death, actually, considering she's the nicest fucking lady in the movie. Right, exactly. So and then we don't really we don't really see what happens until we, we see, see the, the after pickaxe, effects. We see like, the pickaxe oh, and that we know she's fu- we know she's dead, yeah, right? And then we uh and then we cut to a bunch of dudes cooking food on the engine of a car in a in, in a junkyard. Yeah, yeah, like Freddy Four junkyard. Uh, okay. But Crested, have you ever cooked food on the engine of a car? No. But I've heated other things on the engine of a car. Like drugs? Yes. Um, wow, is that a thing? Yeah. Wow. Uh, gotta do what you gotta do. Wait, what kind of drugs would you heat on a car? It, well, if the, the eight ball is wet, if you will, you want to you wanna, like spread it out. You are so disgusting. <laughs> metallic surface so it doesn't stick to it and heat it softly, gradually. You're, like, you're almost tempering chocolate. For the record, you are talking to two people who have not done drugs in a very long time. Double digits. Just saying. Double digits. So we, we, but we did lead very, um, sketchy lives, sketchy lives back in the day. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So you heated drugs on the, on the engine of a car. Okay. Yes. And then we, uh, and then we learn that, um, Axel plays the harmonica. Yes. Like a mean motherfucker. And you play the harmonica as well. And how many other instruments? Oh boy! All right. Is it seven? It's like, I think it's six or seven. I can play the the piano. I can play the guitar. I can tune a piano by ear. I can tune a guitar by ear. I can play the trumpet. I can play um, the harmonica. I can play the bass. That's still a thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait, you can play the mandolin. I can play the mandolin. Yeah. Very basic, but I can play the mandolin. It doesn't matter. Basic is basic as yeah. you can still play it. That's pretty amazing. And the banjo. I know a couple chords on the banjo. See? I was raised by a country guy. <laughs> There's... <laughs> and this is why I'm going to marry you. <laughs> but no, so in a movie, when I see a mean harmonica come out, and I'm like, oh, all right. Axel and TJ are talking, and, and TJ's kind of just like, mad because axel has taken over with sarah and well in axel's defense tj just left her just hey babe i'll see you and just took off exactly didn't take her with him no he left sarah there for the pickings yeah so so yeah in 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 his defense exactly you know in axel's defense she was available because tj's trying to act like he snuck in when he was at the dairy queen and like rode off with her Right. That's not what happened. So Also, they're not brothers. No, not at all. So TJ can fuck right off with that shit, man. Like, <laughs> but one of my favorite parts is Axel. He's like, he's like, oh, man, you left. You left her. And, you know, it's like, yep, that's exactly. I oh, will say yeah, yeah, yeah. that the accents in this movie are a character. They're their own fucking character. Totally, yes. totally. They are their own character. At one point, I thought it was the accents that were fucking murdering everybody. And the guys are fucking... <laughs> Harry Warden. I was like, guys, Hollis, you better run, bro. Those fucking accents running amok. That was good, babe. That was a gem. <laughs> See? So the cop and the mayor decide to call down at the local mental institution where Harry Warden was once kept. Yes. And the woman on the other end um, tells them that he has either been transferred, released, or on the slab. On the slab. One of the three. Take your pick, honey. Like, Wow. 
And, just wow. And so and so she says the only other place that they, they we could find out where he is is in the microfilms, is in the microfilms lab. And in I the Jedi Chronicles. Like, right. And I I have back. to go and find that and then I'll call you back. And it's like, well, it's, a, it's an emergency. You have to call us and tell us. And she's like, OK. Very, very uh, Haddonfield ish with the, uh, you know, whereabouts of a psycho. Like in the system, they're just like, oh, they get shuffled around, you know. Yeah, I mean, dead, yeah. released, transferred somewhere. Somewhere, you we know. don't know. Nah, so, um, when's your dance again? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Sarah and Patty, if you're just joining us, Patty would be Hollis's girlfriend, and she's fabulous. Uh, Patty's my favorite chicken. Patty is adorable. Oh my god! So her and Sarah are kind of like walking down the sidewalk, talking about the dance and everything, and. Everyone is so excited about this dance. No, it's it's very footloose. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's very Pittsburgh, if you will. You know what I mean? Like it's very much a mining town. It's very dirty in a lot of ways. It's very like like, grimy. Everything looks covered in soot. Yeah. It's like, but this is this is kind of their this is their fun time. You know, Patty has a a great little line, which was she's talking about her dress, and she's like, "You should see my dress. It's red." Cut down to there, slid up to here. I may not get out alive. See, Patty's my girl. Like, Patty knows. Patty's the best. Yeah, yeah. Patty really is the best. I mean, when they show these scenes between Patty and Hollis, and Hollis is just adorable. He has, like, the fucking, you know, handlebar mustache. Yeah, he's going to fly away with his fucking mustache. Yeah, like, he has he has the mustache that most um, that most hipsters have cultivated in downtown St. Pete, actually. Yes. Uh, like, that. there's a lot of craft brewery drinking you know uh, that kind of thing but but this is he's actually you know he's he he comes by it he honestly has, he has the right to wear that manly mustache absolutely he does definitely. and i think he's is he wearing mutton chops yes dude hollis owns it bro like if you have some kind of abnormal facial hair hollis is your man <laughs> yeah we love hollis he's justice got it on the side and the front and all around. justice for hollis and then whenever we see patty patty's like kissing hollis sitting on hollis's lap they're i mean very much in love with each other they're just adorable yeah. they're just so damn adorable yeah, i just I, I can't everybody oh just makes them say say it again it's just like you and i in front of everybody <laughs> be damned right <laughs> we do make people sick with our fucking facebook page shit, bro you're my old lady they can i know deal with it. we're 43 and we're we're 43 about to turn 44 respectively and we've never really like been with anyone that was like the other person so like when yeah. you find your horror twin it's like a big fucking deal i actually like you a lot like <laughs> yeah. no you're my fucking queen man my old lady all right. Yeah. Thank you, baby. This yeah. just went left turn. I know, right? Oh God. These guys you can, just make me sick. You can just hear people turn off the fucking podcast. Okay, so now we have the discovery of Mabel's body. Um Which is horrifying. What an amazing scene this yeah. is. Chief Newbie is walking through the laundromat and he's like sniffing around, like literally sniffing around. Mm-hmm. And like he smells something and he like smells his pipe because he knows something is up. He can smell. He can smell something. There is fuckery aerating from somewhere. <laughs> so then he opens one of the uh, dryers and he's like picking out like just random clothes that's in there. And then all of a sudden the dryer next to the dryer opens and out 
pops Mabel's charred, bloody, burnt corpse, and it is phenomenal. Yeah, it, it looks like that last French fry that's in the basket at the restaurant that that one order gets. It's like hidden amongst the other fries. Angry fry. It's the angry fry. It's the forgotten fry. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, you know, misplaced Mabel all burnt up and just, ew. And it's a, I mean, really, it's rough because she's fucking burnt to a, she's burnt to a crisp and she's bloody. And yes, the dryer is spinning and her body is just thudding. Yeah, it's going for that hot tub time machine thing because it's going at a clip and Mabel's just bouncing the fuck around like, hey. And then they find a Valentine in her chest cavity. So of course they decided to cancel the dance and they tell everyone that Mabel died of a Heart attack. Heart attack, literally. Heart attack, and the dance has been canceled. It gets very footloose all of a sudden. Yeah, dude. Like, no parties, no nothing. None of you little fucks can do anything. But teens are going to be teens in Canada. Right. So 35-year-olds do. So actually, so we're at the cage. We're at the bar where they all hang out, and they all decide. They're like, you know, let's have let's have a party. Let's have our own fucking party. Fuck right. Them. We're going to have a party. Loudly. Yeah, we're gonna have a party in the mine. Uh, we're at the. I guess they have a rec room next to the mine, which is ba- like it basically has like a, a bunch a of. Yeah, there's like a cafeteria and there's a bunch of foosball tables. And foosball. That's right. Bunch of foosball. That's right. Foosball. It's where you can cook your dirty water hot dogs. Absolutely. It's it's pretty weird. And. <laughs> so. Like pinball games in there and fucking it's wild. Yeah. Also, it's important to point out that in this bar that they hang out with, there is a cornucopia of porn yes. on the wall. Right by their head. So, like, your head is, you know, very tastefully hiding, like, fucking, I don't know. Vagina. Vagina behind you, you know. Something about beaver trapping. <laughs> anyway. So, Happy, the owner of the bar or bartender, has decided he's going to play a practical joke on the kids, quote, quote, 30-year-olds. Uh, make fun of you, asshole. He's drinking J&B scotch and Moosehead, as you as you do, mm-hmm. and decides he's going to play this practical joke where he hides some dummy in a minor outfit with a pickaxe inside of a closet outside, and then every time you open the closet, the miner raises the pickaxe and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, and then just he continues to drink his J&B scotch and laugh maniacally yeah, yeah. as he's testing out this practical joke. Like baby-sized minor uniform. Like, you know, he got that at the kids' department. Right, you almost also wonder if, like, Happy was also a minor back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's, you know, he knows his way around the Hanniger mine. Absolutely, he's got the picture, he knows the lore. Yeah, so he came. Story. It came from somewhere, right? This isn't just like, you know, who is it that um, we were guys were talking about Friday the Thirteenth on the Friday the Thirteenth episode, and you were saying that like Friday the Thirteenth one in part one, that like the only reason that um, the only reason that Ned knew was because he heard about it at the bus stop. Yeah, yeah. There's a thing with Friday the Thirteenth where some of them know the lore of the place. And they're just not saying. Like, Enos is, like, brushed off by uh, what's-her-face to cook. But, like, what's-his-face, Ned? Annie. Annie. He heard some foul shit at the bus station where people were like, oh, where are you going? Oh, you going to Camp Blood? Oh, yeah, that place is cray-cray. Da-da-da. That's all he heard. You know what I mean? Happy knows the fucking story. He told him the story. 
And then they were like, oh, well, we're 35-year-old teens. We're going to do what we want anyway. Yeah, it's true. Happy, Happy really, he, he, he kind of tries to scare them into not having their party, scare them into not having their dance or whatever. So he decides he's going to do this practical joke. Well... The third or fourth time that he that he opens up the closet, the actual miner comes out and pickaxes through his eye and then drags his body yeah. along the gravel. Now, fun fact, back in the day, you could actually see these uncut scenes prior to them being released on a website called Terror Trap. They actually had lobby cards where you could see these original scenes. So I saw the scene of Happy's body and Happy's eyeball being dragged Mm -hmm. down the car. And and I remember saying like, that's not in the movie. Yeah, no, I miss lobby cards because they would do that type of stuff. And it's great because that kill is such a good kill because it's the pickaxe through the jaw and it pops the fucking eyeball out. So that's great because everybody's always wanted to see someone get drugged across a parking lot with a pickaxe. Like the whole scene's awesome, man. So yeah, but uh, rest in peace, lobby cards. Rest in peace, lobby cards, indeed. It was so good. So uh, it's officially Valentine's Day. They're going to have their party. TJ shows up looking like a 70s porn king. You know it, baby. He's got where he's wearing like an open, like an open shirt, but then he's got like a he's got like a he's blue got ascot, like yeah. of next level proportions. Yeah, like it he looks does. Like a Louis Vuitton ascot. He absolutely looks like he's he's ready to party. Because in the Maritimes, that's the panty dropper. Yeah, indeed. And um, they're boiling hot dogs. There's there's uh there's a lot of hot dog eating. And those guys are really amped up for those dogs. Because, like, the one guy asked, like, twice, are those dogs ready? Those yeah. dag- dags ready? Very excited. Very excited about the hot dogs. Yeah. Um, speaking of dogs, there is two bloody packages outside of the of the chief's uh, office on the street. And it is being, it is being, like, torn apart by five various breeds of actual dogs in the neighborhood. Yeah, no, that seems great. <laughs> It's the one dog. Remember, there's a scene where the, the blazer's going down the highway. And the one the dog, dog is just down. chasing it. Yeah. That dog went and got five of his cousins. And he was like, bro, 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 you just got to wait outside newbie's office, man. We just got to wait outside. Actual fucking human flesh. Yes. Some, some evidence from a crime scene will be dropped off there. And we will, like, stray dog the fuck out of it. Absolutely. And fight over the grizzled heart in the fucking street. We will eat like kings. Yes, we will eat like kings. <laughs> Be it for a limited time. Meanwhile, at the party, Axel and TJ are fighting over Sarah. And yet they, again. Yet again. And yeah. Sarah is just done with this. Like, she's pretty much, like, at this point, she's like, you know what? The two of you are fucking... She says it. You guys are just a bunch of jerks. You guys can have each other. Yeah, they're like, just... Yeah, they're, you even had a good point last night. Because you were like, by this time, I'd be like, fuck both of y'all. Neither one of y'all's dick is worth this shit. Yeah, like, it was, totally. I love watching movies with you because you fucking... You throw down real girl shit when it's needed. Seriously. At this point, they're both trash dick as far as I'm concerned. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, bro, even as a chick's POV, I don't care if you got magic cock, bro. It ain't worth this. No. And at this point, Hollis, uh, once again, coming to the rescue of of the the movie. Dust up. They get into this like crazy fisticuff fighting and Hollis manhandles both of them and has them both in headlocks. Yeah. And he's like, settle the fuck down, bro. There's chicks present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It's amazing. Yeah, no. TJ was awesome. 
So John, that would be the one who picks up Sylvia by her face, decides to invite Sylvia down to the equipment room so that they can have sex. And on like a weird mine car in like the costume department of the yeah, mine. It's it's a very like it's cold. Number one, it's also where all the showers are, yeah. uh, and all the but all the all the equipment and stuff and is creepy creepy yeah. miner outfits are hanging and he's uh and 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 she says um she says you know it would be really great and he's like got it right here and pulls out a condom and then she's like no a couple of beers you fucking perverts yeah fuck him for wanting to do it girl after my own heart though yeah right where's the beers at honey yeah where's the beers so he leaves his fuck pixie in the dark equipment room and goes off to get the beers (laughs) she meaning well meanwhile suits just start falling down scaring the shit out of her out of nowhere really out of nowhere it's a very like disconcerting scene you know like it's a very uncomfortable scene because spiteful because you don't know you don't know what's coming next and then next thing you know happy's body flies out yeah because that's what you do once again not in the cut version Mm -hmm. um so the killer picks her up and then impales her on a shower head and he walks her for like a fucking minute like, he's kind of, I always think he's debating on what to do. Like, should I Jason Voorhees her head or should I, you know, whatever. But he walks her, like, a pretty good distance in an L shape, like, around the corner. and But, yeah. Before he decides to impale her. Yeah, on the shower. Uh, through, her, through her mouth, by the way. So, back of the head, out the front of her mouth. Very phallic. Very mowing. Very mowing. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, then that happens. And uh, meanwhile, they Sarah, Howard, Hollis, and Patty, as well as a couple, Mike and Harriet, decide yeah. they're going to play Thunder Mountain and yeah. go down the mine and see what... In the dark. In the dark yeah. and see what that's like. All, all we have is Hollis has a... Um, like a helmet with a, with a light yeah, on the end flashlight, of it. Flashlight, that's it. Yeah. 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 And that's it. So they go down there. And um, a fun little trivia fact about the movie is that... When they when the uh, when the production company came to shoot the movie, mm-hmm. they said, "Hey, we need a mine, and we're going to use it. We're going to shoot there." And the town wanted to make a good impression, so they cleaned the mine to the point that the mine was actually too pristine and too beautiful. When they began shooting there, they had to dirty it up again. Yeah, it didn't look scary enough. <clears throat> like, yeah, no, but. Uh... Meanwhile, Mike and Harriet decide to peel off because they'll meet you back in 10 minutes. 10 minutes! Yeah, going to give her the thrill of a lifetime in 10 minutes. Bro. Jesus Christ, 10 minutes. Bases. That's terrible. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the party, uh, Dave goes to get uh, Dave goes to get a hot dog and gets like... Hot dog. Hot dog. He gets his face just like burnt off. I love the camera angle on this scene because it's from the perspective of the dirty hot dog water. And, like, so you see his face getting all chewed up and burnt, right? But to add insult to injury, there's the lovingly bouncing hot dogs, like, in the very front of the the foreground. And then he's all burnt up in the background. And it's like these hot dogs are smacking his face. And you're just, like, spiteful. Yeah. So spiteful. So very spiteful. (laughs) 
spiteful person. So meanwhile, John comes back with his beers and finds Sylvia has been impaled on the shower. And like I said, but when I he's hanging like an ornament when on we, the tree. When we first saw this scene, when we saw this scene cut, all mm. you saw was water coming out of a random body that you couldn't even decipher who it was. Yeah, you couldn't tell who it was, what was happening, blah, blah, blah. But this was like, this was beautiful. I mean, you saw it coming out of her mouth and the blood and everything is dripping down John's shoes. John comes screaming into the rec room. Uh, Then one of the girls comes out and says, Dave's dead. So is Sylvia. I mean, it's just this huge, like... It's this huge trauma moment, but my favorite is Axel comes out and says, Dave's dead. Sylvia's dead. Harry Warden is here. Everybody get Get the the fuck fuck out. out. Yeah, dude. The Canucks don't (laughs) fuck around, man. Which is great because this is a moment where everyone literally leaves the party. Yeah, no, it's funny. Everybody literally, you see everybody get in their car. Fucking cars are peeling out of the driveway. There is no lost time, no grass growing between their fucking toes, man. Like they are gone. TJ and Axel decide to go down into the mine because they know that that's elevator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's we'll get there by dawn. We'll get there by dawn. They get down there. And meanwhile, the killer has started whacking light bulbs in the mine, which is a really cool shot. That's it. It's a very terrifying scene because you see them reacting to the noise. And then the camera goes and it shows Harry. We'll call him Harry literally smashing the lights. And it's like, that's fucking cool, man. Like. Now, if you've been paying attention, Mike and Harriet have gone off to have sex, and then they get impaled with a drill bit, Twitch of the Death Nerve style. Very Twitch of the Death Nerve style. And then Hollis finds the dead body, and then he gets nail gun to death. Now, I I hate I hate this for him because not only is Hollis a great character, he's probably my favorite character, um, but he gets nail gunned in the head and he pretty much is still alive when he stumbles back to the crowd yeah no he's not dead because he was still walking and it's like you can tell he's got because of that kill and it's like it's such a good kill though but you're like ah that's the thing the people that get the worst deaths are the ones that are like the nicest people in this that's why i always say it's spiteful but you can tell even if he was to be saved right then at that moment he would still have such severe brain damage that it wouldn't be. That's what's fucked up about seeing murders like that. Cause you're like, Oh, there just goes third grade up. Oh, he just lost the, the fucking ability to ride a bike. Like it's wild to see that. And yeah, no, he's still alive. Poor Patty. Yeah. It's really upsetting. And then Howard reacts by saying like, Fuck you guys. he's like, he's dead. We got to go. And he fucking takes off. Of course. And like, you know, Sarah's like, how are you ass? I can't believe you're abandoning us. Howard runs off into the darkness, basically. And then Patty's reaction to Hollis's death or Hollis dying is exactly correct. Like, she's crying. She's holding on to him. She won't let him go. She's just... And she's when TJ's looking for, like, stuff to take off of him, like, weapon-wise... Oh, no, Sarah. Or, I'm sorry, when Sarah does that, she's like, get off of him! Like, yeah, blah, she's blah, like, blah. she's like, don't! Don't touch him! Yeah, like, that's that's her... Brad's her dude, man. And Sarah's like, no, we need the light. We need the yeah, light, Patty. The gear off him, yeah. And it's just like... And I gotta say, I've dated a lot of dudes. I mean, a lot of dudes. And... I could probably count on maybe three fingers the ones that I would like hold while dying 
in the middle of a mine waiting for your death to eventually come exactly yeah. like yeah. The, the, the the there's a there's a resol- like there's there's a resolution there where she just sort of just feels like she's resolved like she's like well she's like if i'm going to die I'm going to fucking die here with my man. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh she's, she's, she's ride or die. Patty's ride yeah. or die. Patty is totally ride or die. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Sarah slaps the shit out of her. Yeah. Well, you have to, that's the thing. Like I understand your position, Patty. I get it, but we, we need you and all your faculties right now. Right. Like, so Sarah slaps her and then hugs her, which is actually kind of lovely. That's a good thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Axel appears and tries to like lead them out mm-hmm. and they start climbing a ladder. Meanwhile, the spring loaded decapitated body of Howard comes sailing down at like 50 miles an hour. Yeah. That thing. Uh, yeah. It's breaking records. It's, uh, <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Meanwhile, Axel plunges into a 60 foot water hole. Yeah. Because the, the 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 railings broke, don't you know? Yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. The railing is broken, and they're as there's a like, TJ go get him, and he's like, I can't. It's sixty feet. It's sixty feet deep. Don't you hear the blub blubs? There's Meanwhile, weird blub blubs. Then Patty gets pickaxed in the tummy, mm-hmm. which made me very sad because mm-hmm. I love Patty. But uh, you know what? If I was Patty, and my Hollis, you had been. <laughs> You know, nail gunned in the head and and died, and I watched you die. I I would probably want to get pickaxed too. Mm. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, you know, yeah, that's a whole thing. So, Sarah and TJ and the killer. We still don't know who the killer is. That's the thing. That's what makes this movie great. But thanks to the exposition fairy, uh, we find out that actually the killer is none other than Axel. Who witnessed his father being murdered 20 years ago because his father was one of the supervisors who failed to let the methane out. So, uh, we see this like flashback of this little boy watching his dad get ready for the dance, Mm -hmm. get killed, and then get covered in blood and just hide under, basically just hide underneath the, uh, the bed. A la Deep Red style. Yeah, Deep Red style. Absolutely. Yeah, very Deep yep. Red style. Like, because yep. the, the that's the thing about this movie, the blood in the movie. The town is so dingy and dark that when you see blood, it like brightens up the area. Yeah. Like it's so weird, you know. Yeah. But uh. And yeah. then the uh, eventually, so there's like a there's a there's a fight between TJ and Axel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> the mine starts to collapse, mm-hmm. and uh. Axel really breaks s- away, runs into like an offshoot of the mine. Right. And that's what and collapses. Collapses. He collapses into the what's basically the abandoned mine, yeah, the right? Abandoned part, yeah. And then uh they're they're the <laughs> so Chief Newbie and the mayor, as well as many, many townsfolk, have come into the mine at this point to rescue everybody. Yeah. And one of the things that happens is they yell out, He's alive! And Sarah's like, I've got to see him. So she runs down there to see him. Axel, meanwhile, saws off his own arm. We don't don't see that right away. We see an arm come out, and it grabs Sarah. And she's like, ah! Then we see Axel on the other side. With the ends of his arm, like he's like cutting the last like three tendons. And you're like, oh, shit. And the arm like grabs Sarah. And she backs away, and there's this arm that falls, and it's gross. But Axel has the last laugh. Yes, because Axel basically just like le- disappears, cackling into the abandoned mine. Armless. 
armless. armless. Yeah, with the string lights going up the side. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Like somebody's fucking Halloween party. Yeah. But like, you, it looks like they were haphazardly set there just to be like, okay, go to the end of that tunnel, set the dynamite, and run as fucking fast as you can back up this way. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great little scene. And then, uh, not Gordon Lightfoot sings uh, a not folk song. Gordon Lightfoot, I love it. Yeah. It sings a folk song yeah. uh, while the credits roll. And this was shot in the fall of 1980 at the Sydney Mines in Nova Scotia. Yeah, they were on, on location like a motherfucker. And Paul Zaza. A, fun, a fun fact, yes, Paul Zaza did the music. Yeah. So we have him to thank for the Ballad of, the, the ballad of Harry, Harry Warden, Warden, which sure. is the not, right, yeah, which, is, which is 100% not Gordon Lightfoot, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Canadian treasure that he is. Uh, what's funny about this uh, Blu-ray is if you have the Blu-ray and you watch the extras, there is a Bay of Blood Tampa convention and that Hillary, uh, my other pod pod co-host, and I went to many, many years ago. I think it was like 10 years ago. And uh, there's a Q&A section and I am one of the only questions that gets asked because I wanted to know Basically, in a nutshell, did anyone fuck off or on camera? Oh, that's great. This that's is why, literally, why I love you. This is why I love you. I love being in the other room when you discovered that you were on the fucking Blu-ray. Because it was like, oh, my God. Yeah, because oh I had. God. Thank God. First of all, my face is not on there. I oh, mean, what a shame. No, what all you shame. all you can hear is my voice, which I really hadn't grown into at that point. And uh, and my laugh. That's all you can hear is me asking, like, you guys had such great, great camaraderie on set. You know, did anything uh, materialize? Offset, and really, what I was saying is, did anybody do it offset? Because I get your free going outside. Yeah, of I wanted to know if anyone dated anyone, but no, they said that they all had a wonderful time. They developed really great friendships over time, but no one dated anybody. So what a crime! And they had wonderful, amazing things to say about the late Keith Knight, who died of a brain tumor. Wow, I know that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, because Hollis is the fucking shit. Hollis is the shit. He would have been the one person I wanted to meet. Probably, I know. That was what I was thinking. Maybe Casey Affleck, just because he's the killer. You mean you mean Neil Affleck? Neil, Ac- Neil wow. Affleck. It doesn't. <laughs> Listen. Did you just say Casey Affleck? Yeah, I totally did. But here's the thing: he's the better Affleck out of the three actors. Oh, that's really funny. Is uh, Neil Affleck? Yeah, Neil Affleck is the better of the I Afflecks. His Canuck fucking uh, tongue any day. That's right. Let the good times roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Warden's here. Everybody, get the fuck out! <laughs> Fantastic. See, that's what I mean. There's so many things about this movie that I love. Yeah, that it'd be it's hard pressed to, uh, you know, come up with anything bad. It is hard. Like that's one of the reasons I picked it for for obviously for Valentine's Day. I mean, I think probably next year we'll probably do Valentine. But mm-hmm. like for my bloody Valentine, it's just one of my favorite slasher Slash movies. Yeah, it so really great. is, and you can't. You know, but I cannot stress this enough, guys. If you haven't seen it, pony up the dough and get the goddamn unrated edition because you're missing out. I have heard other podcasts have done this movie and said it was stupid, pointless, bloodless, all of the things. And I'm like, bitch, you do not have the right version. Listen, the co-host of my show 
is the same way. He had, he was way late to the party, and I was like, oh, my bloody Valentine, you have to say it. Well, he saw the, the Showtime version or whatever, the theatrical version, and he's like, dude, I don't know why you like that movie. He's like, that movie's fucking... <laughs> That movie's horrible. And I'm like, what the, f- what, 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 blasphemy, blasphemy. But he didn't see the right one. Exactly. So that's why I always ask people, I'm like, did you see the right version? Now, speaking of right and wrong versions, there is a remake of this, or as I like to call it, the Dawson's Creek version. It's the supernatural version. Of My Bloody Valentine, which includes uh, Kurt Smith and who's the other? Oh, the guy from Supernatural. Like, Kurt, I hate that I know you. Jensen Eccles. Kerr Smith, Jensen Eccles, because in the Friday the 13th remake that came out the same fucking year, Jared Paladecki was in that one. Wow. And you know, those guys from Supernatural. Okay. I hate the fact that I know that. That's wild that you know that. And I saw both movies in the theater when they came out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I was okay. like, oh, Supernatural, my 2009, please. Yeah. No. I saw... So I saw the My Bloody Valentine remake. Um, Someone had the... <clears throat> someone actually had the DVD, and I watched it, and... Um, that's a Tom Fama. Yeah, I just thought it was stupid. It's very dumb. I just thought you don't it kill Tom Atkins. Tom I, Atkins kills you. Tom Atkins dies. Yeah. You know, spoiler There's alert. Some cool scenes of a Harry Warden esque person in a minor outfit, like breaking light bulbs and shit. There's there's like cool tip of the hats yeah. to the original, but overall that remake is a stinky Todd Fama. Yeah, and here's the thing about it is that. I really do like the characters in the original. Like, obviously, when Hollis dies, I'm very upset. When Patty dies, I'm very, I'm, I'm upset. You know, like, you actually do like the characters yeah. in the original. Um, whereas I feel like the remake, it's just, it's just pandering. The remake is is exactly slasher fodder. Like, you're just watching it, hoping the minor kills everybody you're seeing on screen. And it's kind of like, it's it's like they could have just made it a PG-13 and called yeah. it a day. Yeah, just called it My Valentine. Yeah. Because you don't care who the killer is. You don't care who he kills. You want him to kill everybody you're seeing on screen. It, it's just, uh. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. No, so. Jason's face ridiculous. So... <laughs> Which is funny because I actually like just Jason in space, but that's another that's a subject for a different pod, isn't it? Come to Jesus time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatevs. So. I am. Yes. We we like which Friday the Thirteenth we like. Yeah. Yeah. We do. You prefer the original. All day, every day. I know. <laughs> but I like part two. But it's funny because I've actually grown to love part three through your eyes because I've seen it through your eyes and it's a different movie. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother discussion. It's still very disco. It's it's Harry Manfredini lost his fucking mind. Yeah, I don't know really know what he was thinking with that. It's wild, buddy. It's wild. It it just wasn't it just wasn't the musical stylings of Paul Zaza that really just delights and in, in deers like makes me super super happy whenever i see paul zaza's name pop yeah, up and that's another reason i like this movie because it's very madman-esque or madman-esque is very my bloody valentine-esque because it has a great folk song explaining the ballad of harry warden one sad valentine like it's yeah. just it's awesome yeah it's fabulous i like i totally totally love that all right, so this was a bonus episode happy valentine's day to all of our People who are coupled, if you're uncoupled, totes fine. You know what? Sometimes you are your own Valentine, and that is okay as well. So 
where can people find you on social media, Slinky Jallo? Okay, well, at the moment, I'm on Facebook and Instagram under Slinky Jallo. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Probably gonna walk away from that soon. But uh, Slinky's Liquor Pond video. We have a we have a neat little horror show called Horror After Midnight. A couple horror nerds going hard on stuff. Fabulous. And as usual, if you want to find Manic Movie Monday and me and Hillary uh, answering your questions, we're really good about fan interacting. Uh, please find us on Instagram under Manic Movie Monday Podcast or Facebook Manic Movie Monday. And as always, stay manic, my lovelies, and happy Valentine's Day. Hey, Aaron, be my bloody Valentine. 